This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, Jennifer. Hey, Richard. How are you? I am fabulous. You are a symphony in green today for those driving in their car. I'm looking at Jennifer on our podcast. Hacking the I- you're very sweet. I actually want to talk about what happened after the podcast because I didn't mention during the podcast what I was dealing with last week. Oh, tell us, please. So last week I lost my dad's ring, but oh my gosh, that ring! I lost it from I went. We were in downtown Manhattan Beach um, two nights before New Year's. Yeah, it was Friday night, and I always have it. it it flew off my hand. When I got in the car, I realized it was gone. And I just, we had a search team. Everybody was like, and there was only two places it could have been, or it was on the street somewhere. I went home, searched our car, cleared it, cleaned it out. I went home just devastated. The next morning I meditate. I'm like, what are, what is that about my, you know, starting my new year? And this ring was my grandfather's that was given to my dad. That was given to me when he passed, you know, for the last six years, I've been wearing it, you know, and my dad kept on telling me it's in your, I'm in your heart. I'm in your heart. And every sign was 71. Cause that's my sign with my dad or yeah. butterflies. And I had some very interesting things happen after the podcast, my girlfriend, Colby, who's a great medium, Colby rubble. She texted, she goes, I don't know why she goes, you know, I'm not like this, but I'm just letting you know, your dad's thinking of you. Hmm. And I just feel like I need to say that. And then I had another girlfriend, Chris Macker, who, dear friend of mine, she's like, I don't know why, but these pictures of your dad keep showing up on my phone from six years ago. Wow. And she goes, and that's before we were, but she goes, I just need to share that with you. And I, you know, I started crying. I didn't even want to explain to them. I didn't even explain on the podcast how heartbroken I was over this. Wow. And then I get in the car after the podcast and I put my briefcase in the back. I noticed that the seat's down because we took the Christmas tree back. Well, the seat was the in my my car, whatever. Um, see, it was down. So I pushed it back and I saw something shining over there. And I mean, we scoured our car. I went over there and I just started bawling. This was right after our podcast. I just started bawling. And I'm like, Dad. And I didn't know. I'm like, and I would meditate every morning. Just, I didn't care when it came back to me. I just felt it coming back on my finger. I now wear it on a different finger because this one's, it just flies off now. So wear it on a different finger. But I just, he gave me so much love during this process and showed me so many signs, but it just made me even more heartbroken. You know, the more signs that he gave me, I'm like, how am I going to tell my family? The only thing that I, you know, I mean, it was, it was my, you know, it was my connection to him. And it was very interesting, you know, whether it's part of the meditation that I was doing in the morning or whether it's part of just the fact that it was, you know, maybe it was, I flew it in the back of the car and when they put the Christmas tree in and then. I mean, the fact that I, it's just, I don't know and I don't care, but I was so overjoyed getting it back. Well, and- I love when your dad shows up in our podcast and he shows up in our conversation sometimes. And what's fun about him is that he is so present and able to answer questions. So why don't we ask Jim, what happened? Was it just a goofy uh, coincidence or, or, or was it designed for her to be able to talk about this? Oh, that's interesting. He goes, she never lost it. You can't lose the energy of something, he says. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, and it, he was trying to tell me. 
sorry, that he was in my heart, that it's not a physical thing, that he's in my heart. <laughs> and he's laughing. He's, he does this every once in a while when he makes a joke. He's like, it was a mason ring. Maybe you shouldn't be wearing it. <laughs> like joking around about it. He's like, maybe it's cursed. Who knows? He goes, if you believe in those kind of things, he's like, no, no, no. He knew how important it was. Um, he couldn't, I was too flustered that I couldn't even ask him where it was that night. He showed me how my brain was just broken. Overwhelmed, yeah. just broken. And Oh, so I lost a diamond bracelet <laughs> two weeks prior. And then I'm like, well, I got the ring back. So that morning I meditated. I got a little pop in my head and I knew it was in the house somewhere, but it was gone for two weeks. And I found it that morning too. So I got two of the things that were <laughs> missing within two days because he just showed me that. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, I asked him what you just said, the purpose, like what was the purpose of that? And he said... Um, or I feel him saying that we're never far away to help guide you with anything, whether in his opinion, he's like as silly as a ring to a move to a job or a career or a client. But the best way to receive information is through prayer or meditation, whatever you modality you choose. Prayer and meditation. So is he saying, uh, you know, because of course, people tuning in always, we're always losing stuff or missing stuff or can't find stuff. My question is, I mean, is that just something that we have to pay attention to? And is he saying go into an inner voice mode to find out where this stuff is? Because we kind of subconsciously know where it is? Or is he saying, you know, is this a, is this a way of accessing people on the other side, which is you know, to open ourselves up to the pot. Oh, okay. You tapped your nose. Yeah. So we open ourselves up to the. I only do that during the this podcast. Wait, I've this. never seen you do it anywhere else, but it's shorthand for like, yes, we yeah. get that. All right. So, all right. That's very good, Jim. I appreciate it. Happy yeah. New Year to you. And of course, we always appreciate when you stop by. I'm quoting you all the time because people talk oh. to me about, you know, what he said to us about grief, if you can try to move grief to nostalgia, you can yeah. begin the healing process. It's such he, a powerful thing. He just said, he goes, he loves that I'm working with Heather. So Tony, my assistant, Tony, she's still, she's still part of our team, my team, but she's handling just the cases. And uh, Heather, my sister is actually the, my executive assistant, which I love. Oh, fabulous, she, Heather. Welcome. Welcome to Jennifer world. <laughs> Welcome to my crazy world. She's like, I don't know how you do it. I look at all. Like, oh, she goes, it gives me anxiety looking at your schedule. I'm like, I know I have to, I woke up early this morning with the sunrise and I just have had to start doing that in order to get my, you know, in order to get fit in a workout or whatever. Oh, going. Yeah, of course. Well, that's great, Heather. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, you know, helping out your sister. I mean, who gets to do that? That is just so cool. Well, yeah. speaking of sisters, we have our friend Luana Anders on the flip side who moderates our class over on the other side of the veil, so to speak. Jennifer was holding up uh, her name written down, meaning, you know, we haven't, Jennifer and I never discussed what we're going to talk about beforehand. And yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know about my ring. I never told you. No, no. And 
It was probably why I was drinking during our episode, even though it was New Year's Day. <laughs> you know, you did. You did that very well. I know how much that ring means to you. You hit that very well. Well, Luana, uh, is there something, is there somebody on your VIP? One other, thing, one other thing he just told me, he's like, you can't take it with you. Stop it. You can't take it with you. And he's just like, you know, just remember that. It's just, you know, it popped into my head today because there's a, when my parents passed away, there were some, uh, you know, artifacts, uh, the French Legion of Honor, my, my grandfather had earned. And I was reading about it today, how Napoleon had created that. And anyway, and I was thinking about like how it was stolen from our house. And I, I really wanted to look it over. And I asked my father to help me find it. And I heard his voice in my head say, it is where it's supposed to be. Meaning you don't have to go look for things. It's if it's in your heart, it's in your heart. You know, it's a thing. It's a prop. Things, yeah. You know, they're not attached to it, but we are. So, right. I mean, I I know that not that many people have a French Legion of Honor, and it wasn't for me, but it was for my grandfather. So that is really really cool. I just Maybe think it's can. sorry. Let's hope it's in a museum. Maybe they caught whoever stole it. Now it's, it's in, in a pawn shop somewhere, I'm sure, in Chicago. Anyway, Luana, the the spotlight is on you, my dear. What would you like to bring forward to talk to us about today? Or who? Things. That's so funny. Okay. Oh. She's like, let's segue into your next book. Okay. Let's and, segue. And and into into your meditations too. I okay, wanted to, I want to explain something too for and this is something I haven't discussed. I did post it, even though I can't comment on it. I can post it on my page. We still haven't figured this out. Yeah, I don't know why it is. You're offering meditations now. Somebody can book online and meditation with you, correct? Yes, that's correct. A guided meditation, meaning right. you know, as opposed to me just talking about how to float, you know, downstream. The idea is to show and demonstrate how you can use a guided meditation to talk to your guides, your teachers, sometimes your council members, and but, sometimes people off stage who still want to hang out with you and will show up. Remember what you did when I called you and I was just devastated over my dad. And I was actually talking about his eulogy and how what I was going to write and what and I was working with, you know, I asked for your guidance. And you're like, let's just go through. Let's ask Jim. Let's go. I'll never forget it because I was in my car. And you're like, let's just go. Just don't crash. Let's just go through a meditation. And you took me to the waterfalls. It was so powerful and helped me so much with my grief that for anybody that's going through grief, even that kind of meditation that you look at. That's a vase meditation. It's a different way of. It's a different. It's a different way, but I needed that so much. And it just, for, for what you did for me, if it made that kind of impact, I can't imagine what you could do for other people. Well, I think it's a great, thank you for sharing that. I, I think it's a good point, which is if somebody, maybe somebody doesn't want to talk to the council, maybe they just want to get over something. And uh, for whatever reason, I have traveled around the planet. I've been to Tibet with Robert Thurman. I've heard him give these meditations, but I, for some reason, I don't forget them. They sort of soak in there and then I hold on to them and I remember them. And so it's like I'm passing along something that I've heard or experienced or like Jennifer said, I don't remember doing that with you, but I know how the meditation goes. 
and I yeah. know how it can be helpful to people. So I, I was on San, at the corner of San Vicente and Wilshire when we started it. Heading back, I was coming from an appointment. Yeah, wow. I'll never forget it. It's you know, it's one of those imprints because it had an emotion attached to it. So I'm not going to forget it. Just like I don't remember what I say in readings necessarily. Yeah. I'm such a Magoo. It you channel it, and so you channeled it, and that's why you don't remember. Very good. All right. Well, Lou, I want to get back to your comment about the next project. Yes. Please. So I've been I've been editing it, trying to finish it, and I'm almost. And I'm kind of, you know, I talked to my, whatever, my manager, agent, we're going to call him that. And, you know, he was like, oh, this is great. This sounds really good. But it'll take a long time, you know, if we go through the process to see if anybody wants to publish it, da 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 It won't be out for a long time. And I was kind of thinking about, I really need to get this out there, ASAP, because I'll be talking about the topic in, uh, I don't know, whatever, May, June, uh, Conference in the Desert, talking about people off planet. Oh, wow. Aliens, as we like to refer to them. But so it's there, all, that's interesting. Well, it's a whole book about people's reports. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people that I've talked to, people mm -hmm. that we've talked to. You know, and sometimes when you're having a conversation yep. with somebody about their council, they'll say, I'm seeing this really weird thing. There's a person on my council who's like an alien. And then instead of saying, okay. I say, all right, that's great. Can we talk to them? And then I ask them questions, right. which the person I'm talking to has no conscious awareness that you can have a conversation with somebody. They, they don't know who this person is, but the person I'm referring to answers the questions. And sometimes they go, oh, yes, Richard, we know you, of course. Yeah. Talking about your goofy work. <laughs> anyway, but Luana, is that what you wanted to talk about? She said, as you would say, dive deeper. There's more. Well, you'll get a lot of information about the solar flares, like with what your wife, you know. Talked about. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned that. And. Um, oh. Are you going to George Nori about your Jesus book or is there anything that you know about? With the well, let's ask her. What is she? I mean, I don't they don't really deal with stuff like that on their show. That's why I haven't been on there in a while. Because they, they deal know with everything. Well they don't do they don't deal with him because it's a religious thing. You know, that's the way they just they just don't do that. And that's fine. I understand that. Um but what do you want to say about the book, Luana? Is there some comment? The the greatest story never told is told by Jesus and those who love him? Jesus was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's saying. That Jesus was an alien. Okay, half of our audience just drove off the road. I know. <laughs> well, what are you saying, Lou? Hold on. Are you joking, oh. or what are you, what are you trying to tell us? Or are we all aliens because we all choose to incarnate? We're all aliens. Okay, I understand. We've heard that. We heard that from Stephen Hawking, who, you know, during one of our conversations, I, I asked him if he'd met any aliens, and he went, everybody's an alien because we choose to incarnate as humans, you see. So it's a philosophical point, but Luana, what do you want to say? Is, what do you want to say about either the Jesus book or this alien book? I mean, I don't know how to connect those two. I don't know. She's saying you should be comparing notes with those two, like things that you hear over and over again. I guess comparing notes. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's just hold on. 
it almost feels like there's something like Jesus on every planet or there's something like with that energy everywhere. So maybe there might be some ties to. You mean like a universal uh, benevolence or unconditional love and maybe an avatar comes along that represents that sort of energy. Yes. Is that something like that? Okay. Because we have heard that in our, you know, we've heard people like so-and-so, you know, like a particular avid fill in the blank, Krishna, you know, other people that we've talked to that are off planet, you know, that don't come from this planet. We heard that about the people that are uh, like Ma Durga, for example. Now, this ties it all together because when we were talking to your father, huh? so, you know, one of our first conversations, I asked him, are you taking any classes? And he took you to oh, some yeah. classroom yeah. that he was taking in astrophysics. And it was like, it, ironically, it was like in deep, deep space to get there. And as you, as we arrived, he said, uh, don't be worried about the way the teacher looks. You're going to be a little bit confused by that. And we, you saw a woman wearing a cape, but also you could see that she had eight arms. She was wearing like this green, this green cape, actually. It kind of feels very... Well, weird. I'll tell you what, let's tie it all together. So, Jim, can you take us into your classroom with Ma Durga? You said, sure. <laughs> They're like grabbing my hand and jumping in a timeline. It's so weird, but not... Think? Give us a visual. What does that look like? Visual is he grabbed my hand and we're just literally jumping into a timeline, like into a period where she's at. Oh, okay. And are you going, oh, you're going to where when he was in the class? Or I don't know. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because I think he mentioned about graduating and on to other classes, but still. So, okay. And maybe talk to Ma Durga. Now, for the audience, this is a teacher. Let's start with that. She's a teacher of an astrophysics class. Yes, and she doesn't talk like this. She just projects her feelings and thoughts, but that's what she's showing me. Yes. Very good. And so, and for the audience to understand what we're doing, this is a teacher who teaches a class on the flip side. So, um, if I may call you Ma, how did you arrive to this occupation of being a teacher in this classroom? By being very old. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the older, the more gray hair you have, the more teaching assignments you get? Hold on. She says she's an intelligence, or not she, but but yeah, Ma, we'll call her, is an intelligence that spans through all space and time. And so the are you talking about the frequency of your intelligence or... The, I don't know, the physical aspect of your intelligence, of your wisdom, of your conscious energy. All of it, yes. All of it. And, and so just in terms of, just for the audience to understand, because we've spoken to you before, you were teaching a class in astrophysics. I mean, that's a stage term that we use to understand or comprehend. But please describe a little bit what the curriculum is. What... What kind of things do you talk about or teach in that class? How the laws are different in different energies. The um, laws, laws of, Go ahead. The laws of frequencies. Like she's showing us how slow we are here. 
you know, and then she sped us up really fast. She's showing me talking really fast. Like there's different laws with different places that people live. So when you live outside of space and time, the laws outside of space and time do pertain to here, but not directly. And if I may, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're talking about, like in the movie Interstellar, when you go onto a certain planet, she tapped yeah. her nose, that's correct. The time is completely different. The time frame, we, you know, it's completely different. And we've heard this from people on the flip side that they, they uh, operate at a different frequency than us, which is, let's say, exponentially faster, and they have to slow themselves down to talk to us. So is so in your class though you're outside of time is that correct? She's using us as an example. Me being here, and her over there. So how we're sharing space right now, which is going through my brain and hers, like my. So just give me a second. It's very interesting. Um, my dad's just laughing. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to understand it, Dad. <laughs> This is so fun, by the way, just seeing him because it's usually the only time I believe he's here is why when we talk. We it's talk, like, yeah, it's great. Trust. Hold on. It's almost like the vibration keeps bouncing off things and comes back. So, like, like a reflection. Yeah, interesting. To a certain degree, we're the stars that are shining here that take a long time to get over that like it's a weird okay okay let's allow that because we're lights all of us are lights and so the light of who we are now versus you know our conversation with her over there let me ask you this ma uh we've seen jennifer's seen you with eight arms my higher self talking to him yes okay that's Ooh, how jennifer's higher self talking to them is that right Okay, and so you, we've seen you with eight arms. Is that the right number of arms? And if so, why? Why eight? She just showed me an octopus. Is that the same? Oh yeah. Okay, very good. Are you? Let me ask you: Have you ever incarnated on our planet as an octopus? Huh? She's like, yeah, she was an octopus, and that's why she kept her eight arms because she could do more. Oh, brilliant. Okay. I've never asked the question before. I was going to ask you, do, do you appear the same way as people do I, with eight arms on other planets, let's say, or is this because you actually had a lifetime here on this planet? Is that correct? Yes. So we actually, go ahead. She was in physical form first. And then and I've never seen this before. Just let me, I, I'm hoping I'm getting the right interpretation. Please, Just, go ahead. Through mystical stories, she was, okay. Go ahead, say that again. Through mystical mysticism. So I feel like she was a young girl. Like she came here. She's saying that she was in human form first. And then there was something about not i don't know i can't quite understand the whole octopus thing but it has to do with the what she was viewed at later you know with the eight arms they made her into a goddess correct that's correct the hindu religion considers her one of okay wise wisdom makers right and the octopus represents that for the sea 
you know, and it's interesting. I'm sure you don't remember, but but our last podcast, Michael Newton, the hypnotherapist, came through and was talking about how people from other planets incarnate here as animals of the sea, as people on Earth. And it was, so it was a fascinating conversation. So she's confirming that in an unusual way, that, yeah. that in her energy, her conscious energy, she chose that form and now continues to maintain it. But is there, a, is there a value to having eight arms other than that's just kind of cool? And I mean, there's eight brains in an octopus. I don't know if that's related. She says she's a chameleon. She changes all the time. I see. So, and do you, do you maintain this one image so people recognize you? Is that it? Yes. Okay, very good. Energy is recognized. So when, you know, some people recognize her as that little girl. It just depends on where you are in. In, in the timeline. So let me ask you, um, what do you, what's your opinion of what we're doing? It's challenging to be you. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to be human or to be Richard? To be, to be human, Richard. To be human. All right. Yeah, but especially me, she's like, you're the one trying, you're the one interpreting everything. Hold on. <laughs> but she loves it. I love it. I love what I do for work. I hope I always love what I do for work. It's always fascinating to me. Um, she's showing me like past, present, future, all this is all together is doing well. Like yeah. the, the earth, like everything she says that it's, um, show me one more time. As humans, we are doing well. So we're on the right path. Is that what you're saying? Exactly where we're supposed to be. Exactly yes. where we're supposed to be. And so I'm asking also your opinion of what Jennifer and I are doing, talking to you off planet, someone who people would consider an alien or would consider a teacher or would consider a goddess. She's like, you're pretty much the only ones that do. She goes, people talk to us, but you're pretty much the one, the other ones that can believe we can talk back. <laughs> who ask questions and, and try to contemplate the answers. I mean, it's a very... That's fascinating because we we had met you before and I had asked and I had then researched eight armed deity because you had said that people on earth knew who you were and I found your name, et cetera, et cetera. So and I, my friends in India are now right now pulling their hair out going, what is he talking about? So Ma Durga, please give us some advice of how to navigate our planet in the coming year because we're going to have a lot of stress here. So can you give us some advice on that? Calm your heart rates down. She's showing me like how my dad couldn't talk to me or get into my head because I was so frazzled. Mm -hmm. I like that all the time. You're not able to, you're not able to get, get anything from the universe. Um, it's, there's so much that we, there, it's, she's like, it's bountiful there. People still feel like they're lacking, but it's bountiful. And you mean on earth? On earth. She says, you just should be taking care of one another better. Does meditation help with that? Would that be a, a, a mode of helping people? Thousands of years, yes. Thousands of years. <laughs> Very good. And so, Jennifer, describe what you're seeing. So, because people don't understand what we're talking about. What are you seeing? Are you seeing her? I mean, what does she look like? It, whatever I'm you're seeing. Feeling her next to me. I'm feeling her next to me. My dad is right there. And 
my dad just went for, it almost felt like he went for a run. So they're showing me things, um, reflections of things that we've discussed that are pictures. And so, you know, one of my dreams that my dad um, came into, he was running. My dad was a runner. He was a marathon runner. And so he's like, where are you running? He goes, space. We can run. We can do. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't, anyway, that was just shown to me, but it comes oh, beautiful, in. Beautiful. Beautiful. And feelings. And, um, oh, he was just saying, cause I worked out for the first time all year and no, I played pickleball yesterday, but anyway, I, he was just telling me that's good to keep my body strong. That's why he showed me a picture of him running. Um, okay. Hold on. It's more of a presence just because I can see things, see things. People get kind of, they get, they think that they can't feel like they get, they feel caught up in the visual, caught up in the visual. Don't get caught up in the visual. It's get caught up in the feelings that you feel the association, like the feelings they'll show you pictures. Yeah. You know, they'll even give you questions to ask them. If you stay, if you're quiet long enough. Um, and they just show me like, like how you have talked about asking a question. If you get the answer before the question's even finished, you know, that's coming from them. And that's helped so many people, Richard, just that alone with what you've said. Yeah. It's that idea that you're, you, you have a question, but before you can even ask it there, there's the answer as a visual or, or a sound or a music. Happened, so that happened with my bracelet. I just, I was barely going into it. And then I got that picture dumped into my head and I went, Oh, I went to this drawer and I put something, the reason why I put something away in this drawer and it happened to fall in there with it. Ah, okay. But I, for the life of me, had no idea where it was. But, <laughs> but before I even finished that thought, they already put me, put a picture in my head. So it does come sometimes in pictures and feelings. Well, let's ask Luana because we have her. Luana, what's your impression of what we're doing? Talking to Ma Durga, talking to Jim. And, and is this tied together with why you wanted to have this conversation? Giving people permission to do the same. Giving people permission to do the same, to talk to your loved ones that are off planet, to ask questions, to talk ask them how they're doing. Talk to your guides. And there's, there's another thing they brought up earlier. There's nothing that you've done so bad that they're not going to be there for you. People get caught up in guilt they're not, if you think they're not showing up for you, that's just because you feel guilty about something or you feel like there's something that's unrest or you're still mourning somebody. Give yourself time with that. But guilt is like the number one thing, whether you feel guilty about your life, they don't care. They want you, they don't stop coming to help you because you feel bad about yourself. They're always there for us. They think it's silly. Our higher selves are like, oh, look at her. She went and got a divorce. Oh, <laughs> Remember, there's no the timing over there. There's like nothing with time over there. Well, it is a funny observation when you put yourself in the shoes of somebody off stage and they look at the stage performance. Then people up there are saying, I'm never going to incarnate again. I really hate it here, blah, blah, blah. And off stage are going, oh, how many times have we heard that comment? heard that yet i every time i see like if anybody wants to come here it is so packed with spirits they so want to be here to feel i've heard that they will come here and just feel pain just to feel it just to incarnate oh so so many people want to be on the planet it's like if you don't want to be on the planet great i got 500 people that are waiting to jump in to have this experience that's great you go sit on the bench we got right. plenty of time 
Very good. Luana, is there anything else you want to bring to us? I know we got to go. One last word from Lou or Madurga. Love is the quickest way to get answers. That's about as deep as we can get for today. Loving yourself, loving others, loving where you are in life, trying to find just one thing that you're grateful for. Okay, look at that. Lou calling there me. From All right, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Madurga. How unusual to uh, to come forward like that. And Jennifer, thank you for your gifts and, and have a lovely rest of your day. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Love, love. This has been Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. For more information, jenniferschafer.com, martinizone.com, or richmartini.com. Hacking the Afterlife documentary is available on Amazon Prime.